Great. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining our March Town Hall meeting. We are going to get rolling. We've got lots of good information to share with you tonight. Um, so first up, just some housekeeping tips and tricks. Please uh, remember that all lines are muted. We can't hear you, but we do want to interact with you. So if you'll go ahead and open up your chat box, uh, please ask questions throughout the presentation tonight. And we are more than happy to answer those questions as we go. So we have members of our executive leadership team, including all of our divisional principals. We also have Mr. McGee on the line tonight, along with our nursing staff to answer any questions you may have. So as questions come to mind, uh, please feel free to ask. Uh, so first up, I'm gonna move us through quite a few uh, save the date reminders. So if you have not yet marked your calendar, please do so. Uh, don't feel like you need to scribble all of this down because you just received an email with a lot of this information in it. So please do, please do go take a look at the email you just received from Mr. McGee. Uh, but we have a lot coming up here soon. So I'm not gonna spend much time on this slide. I'm gonna get into some further slides that uh, provide some more detail, uh, but please do go ahead and mark your calendars and plan to join us. We look forward to seeing you soon. Big ones to keep in mind are our upcoming holidays. So of course we have no school on April 2nd or April 5th, uh, along with April 26th. Uh, so please do mark your calendars there. Uh, so we are so excited about our Love Does Month that we are celebrating in the month of March. This is our campus-wide service month and we've had a variety of activities in partnership with Gracebridge and Master Cares Ministries. Um, so we have a lot of great opportunities for you all to get involved as a family. Um, not only are our students involved, our faculty and staff, but also our parents. We want to see you and we'd love to invite you to join us. Um, a really big opportunity that we have coming up is on the 27th for a campus-wide service Saturday. So we'll be serving at Grace Bridge Resale. Uh, there's information in your email to go ahead and sign up for that opportunity. We're also taking up collections for us to pack up for um, Gracebridge. And so we encourage you to take a look at the list of items that we are um, asking for. And then last but certainly not least, Laps of Love is coming up. Uh, and we're, we're looking forward to our super fun fun run uh, for pre-K through eighth grade. So more details on this next slide that's coming up on the 26th. If you would like to donate to support your child's running, uh, we encourage you to do so. So take a look at the email that you received earlier and also join us on the website to make your donation. Uh, next up, we have pep talks coming up along with our restaurant night. So we always try to partner with a restaurant so that you don't have to think about dinner. Uh, we're going to be with uh, Goodfellas that evening. So uh, feel free to grab some pizza for the night and join us online for our pep talk um, with a wonderful speaker. Uh, to talk about parenting and a sexualized culture. So more details again in your email if you'd like to register. Our grandparents picnic is coming up. We're very excited to welcome our grandparents back on campus. We have been missing them uh, this year and we were sad to not be able to bring them on campus for grandparents day. So this is the next best option, uh, grandparents picnic. So we are asking grandparents to join us on uh, Thursday, April 1st. Um, all students from uh, pre-K through sixth grade will be joining outside for a picnic, whether their grandparents are on site or not. Um, so just keep in mind that that day is a big picnic day. Um, and grandparents can go ahead and pre-order boxed uh, lunches for that day as well. So it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And the great thing is, is that that day is jam-packed with activities. So if you bring your grandparents in town, if they're not local, uh, they can also join us for our family worship night that evening. So those two events are in the same day. Uh, we are so excited about family worship night. This is an outdoor event at Comstock Field. We are providing free Chick-fil-A. You heard me right. <laughs> so you do not have to think about dinner that evening. We are going to have a parking lot picnic before we go to worship together. Um, so join us at 5.30 p.m. We'll have a drive-through set up so that you can uh, pick up your meal then go eat dinner in the parking lot with your family and then join us on the football field uh, in the stands for a great worship night. Uh, that evening will feature our upper school worship band uh, along with Amber Rhodes, who is a Christian recording artist. So we're very much looking forward to that. We do need you to register just so that we have an, a head count. So please, again, look at the email that you received from Mr. McGee and uh, provide us with your registration information. Eagle Mama is coming up, uh, in-person luncheon, Stonebriar Country Club, and that is on Wednesday, April 28th. Um, so please, again, go ahead and register. We look forward to seeing you. 
So next up, I'm going over to Mr. McGee to provide some uh, opening remarks and a welcome. All right, thank you, Shannon, and uh, welcome everyone. Uh, we have a full agenda uh, this afternoon, to, uh, a lot of exciting announcements that I wanna share with you. Um, so let me go ahead and uh, bless this time and ask God to uh, bless our time together. So let's pray. Father, I uh, just thank you for bringing us through this pandemic to this day. Three quarters of the school year has passed and you have been so faithful and gracious to us. You have protected us. And so we gather together in your name with a spirit of humility and a spirit of gratitude. Father, we thank you for um, just your provision, your grace and your mercy. We thank you for healing those who have been sick. We thank you for um, just uh, the opportunity to uh, operate school rather normally, even though we've had some adjustments to make, we've still made it to this place and, and, and we just praise you for that, Father. And, um, and, and we are humbled by uh, all the ways that you have provided for our school and our school families. Father, I do lift up the upper school students who are in Revive Week as they hear a, uh, a speaker challenge them to grow spiritually. Uh, Father, I pray as, as we have every year that um, the results of our Revive Week will be a, a, a renewal of our student spirit and in some cases, we will welcome new citizens to heaven as students will make first-time confessions of faith. And so we do fervently pray for our upper school students and uh, for our speaker uh, for the remainder of this week. Father, I also want to lift up those families who are grieving over the loss of loved ones um, uh, and also who are still caring for family members who are uh, gravely ill. I, I, I just pray that you will um, put your arms of love around them, that uh, those of us who know these families can support them and uh, through our prayers and through our acts of mercy. And I just pray for full healing of those who are um, in serious condition. Father, again, I, I just... Praise your name. I uh, uh, lift your name up and glorify you because you are deserving all of our glory and honor. And I pray that you will bless our time together. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. So to start off, we uh, uh, want to share with you uh, some exciting, uh, uh, give you an exciting preview of our South Campus Library renovation. And so I'm gonna turn it over to Mr. Daniel Townsley, our Chief Academic Officer, who can uh, give you a sneak preview. So take it away, Daniel. Well, thank you, Bill. It's my great pleasure to be able to share with um, this community kind of our initial drawings from our architect. We've been, we started this process about a year ago now and, and had to put it on hold due to COVID and, and to focus on, um, helping families and, and keeping students on campus. And um, due to the success of our annual fund and expected continued giving, uh, we're moving forward with library renovation this summer and, and many of the plans we started a year ago. Uh, the goal is for us to launch um, this project this summer at the beginning. And when kids come to school in August, they'll have a, a brand new library uh, renovated space. So we're real excited think everybody's gonna be pleased with the design elements. Uh, I just appreciate the work that Erica Hamilton does and leading leading our library services team and and the work that Bethany and and um, Mr. Dyer, Mr. Bill Dyer have added to this project. So if you can show the the front of the library. Um, so we're, we're looking at this being a hub of the lower school for both reading and discovery. And um, really the hub is kind of the centerpiece uh, for what we want to accomplish. So 
a lot of design elements will will bring students into this space um, kind of enliven the entrance this entrance is actually relocated closer to the where the um elevators are so the entrance would be relocated so we can do some more with the interior space um, but that's what the entrance would look like it'd be inset um, into the walls the doors would not open into into students crossing in the hallways and as you can see i think this picture really captures it um, we're, we're trying to bring the outside in, um, and so um, we're going to have windows at the top surrounding the entire space to bring outside light into the space, open it up internally, and then internally where there's not um, walls that go to exterior space, we'll have mirrors to continue the same look that you see on these drawings on the outside. And as you walk in, this will be the view. Our, our goal is to open up the space. Um, as you can see, the bookcases are along the walls. Um, so almost every wall will have bookcases on it for the students to, to utilize. And then the space interior in the interior will be focused on um, modular seating, tables that can be moved, um, a space that can be reconfigured for different student needs. As you can see in the back, soft seating for students to sit and read and feel comfortable. And, and just really, a, like I said, a hub for reading and discovery. Um, we're working on these designs that will incorporate um, creative elements with the flooring and transitions and color, as well as in the ceiling. So really opening up some design elements in the seating with lighting and, and drop down um, aspects that will really enliven the space for our students. Um, this again, some more pictures of that interior space, different lighting configurations. From this angle, we're looking from the story steps. So we'll have the story steps still in this in this area, um, but you can see soft seating, the bookcases, um, and then of course along the top of the perimeter, either glass to the exterior or mirrors to to make the space look larger. Um, what's not in the pictures is our puppet theater, so that is remaining. So we will have a puppet theater. Um, but as you can see, it really opens up the space. And this is looking from the back corner of the room. Um, there will no longer be offices um, in this space. We're gonna enlarge it as much as we can and just really open it up for, for student use and engagement. Um, and if you look at the back wall, so we're in the back of the room looking towards the entrance, there's cabinets in the back that, that are white. And that's where a lot of the um, discovery elements, steam elements, robotics, uh, different coding elements will be stored so that students can go to those cabinets, bring out elements uh, to work with, to, to uh, utilize. Um, that's where we're going to have both functions um, as they do now, just with more space, um, more usable interior and, and new technology and, and new items for them to both discover and read in, in this hub, this hub area. This shows you the back part on the right of the picture is the, are the story steps, and then just showing you how the bookcases will look to open up the interior of the space for students to, to gather and, and move around and, and enjoy the openness. And then this is then leaving, uh, going out of the room. You can see in the back corner, uh, the cabinets that will house, house the steam and robotic elements and, and different project elements that uh, the library and, and team can utilize and, and um, engage students in learning. So thank you everyone. I'm, I was excited to show all those. There's been a lot of work poured into this. We're, we're thrilled about the work the architects are doing and with your continued giving and support, all of this can become a reality. So, so thank you community for your excitement and enthusiasm over this. We couldn't be more thrilled with the progress we're making and where we're heading. Shannon? Hey, well, thank you so much, Daniel. Um, I am thrilled. I'm so excited. I'm thrilled to partner with you and your team on this project. And um, we look forward to engaging the community in more discussions about how they can partner with us to make an impact uh, on this library space. So I'm glad to share that we've already received over $50,000 in commitments specific to the library space, which is so exciting. Um, and you'll hear from us more over the coming month or so uh, Primarily in mid-April, we'll start talking more about a giving week uh, for the library specifically. So you'll hear more details coming up here soon. 
And we'll also share more information about how you and your family can get involved uh, with this project. Um, if you're interested in learning more, you can always email me. Um, another easy way to get in touch is development at legacyca.com. So with that, I'm heading back to Mr. McGee. All right, well, thank you, uh, Shannon and Daniel uh, for that up update. Um, well, I am pleased to uh, make a very important announcement. You have, uh, if you had a chance to read the weekly newsletter uh, that was sent out just an hour or so ago, you know that uh, we are uh, transitioning to level two in our operating modality. So if we could pull that up, uh, uh, in the next slide, uh, so you could see that uh, very quickly. Um, we have been operating really in level three, but it, it was more of a hybrid we, because some of our divisions were already in level two. So um, um, the health and well being team met this morning uh, along with the executive leadership team, and we believe that we can safely move to level two now. And so I want to take a few minutes and explain what that means practically. And I'm sure you'll have some questions and you can certainly uh, enter those questions in the chat feature. Uh, but uh, let me uh, hit kind of the highlights. Um, we, we feel like a safe transition is possible due to the low number of positive cases. Currently, uh, we only have two active cases in the school community. We also, uh, in light of the governor's rescinding of his masking executive order um, and the uh, lower infection rate throughout the state and throughout this region, felt like uh, we were trending in a good direction. We also know that the Texas Education Agency has uh, recommended that schools uh, make their own protocols. In other words, TEA is, is allowing schools to pretty well um, uh, decide which uh, protocols they will continue to uh, follow. And, but, and, and this is probably the most important factor. Um, educators are now uh, eligible to receive the vaccine. They're one of the priority uh, groups. And in fact, you uh, probably received my email earlier today announcing that we were gonna start on-campus vaccines uh, of the Moderna uh, vaccine beginning tomorrow. And um, we extended that invitation to parents uh, to uh, be vaccinated on uh, our campus. I don't know how many have signed up. We'll uh, have an update uh, by in the morning, but uh, we were very pleased to offer that service to you all. And um, these, uh, uh, this transition to level two will be effective immediately. So starting tomorrow, you're, uh, 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 we will uh, transition to level two. Uh, the on-campus schedule basically remains the same. So nothing changes as far as our class schedules. Uh, we are going to expand capacity uh, for our on-campus facilities, for example, to 50%. So for example, uh, the LPAC in the upper school will, uh, we will allow expand to 50% capacity. Uh, physical distancing per the CDC guidelines is still six feet. I know there's been a lot of a discussion about whether that should go to three feet. The CDC has not yet made a, uh, a decision, but keep in mind uh, that's three feet with a mask. So we're gonna still observe the six feet physical distancing uh, recommendation. Uh, here's the big one. I know everyone is uh, uh, anxious to hear about face coverings. There's really no change for the lower school because the lower school has been operating according to level two uh, uh, guidelines all year long. The real change is with middle school and upper, upper school students. They will be allowed to remove their masks when seated at their desks and when physical six foot physical distancing can be observed. Um, also, no mask will be required for out, outdoor activities. Masks will continue to be required when students are in the hallways and during group activities when physical distancing cannot be maintained. Um, other uh, guidelines, let's go to the next slide. Uh, we'll, we do not feel like uh, temperatures need to be taking 
uh, bef uh, taken before entry into the classroom. So we will discontinue that practice. Parents and visitors will still uh, uh, need to follow the procedures for checking in and wearing uh, a face covering while they're visiting uh, or walking through the hallway. Uh, so we will still continue to follow that procedure. Lunches really don't change any. We're not going to change uh, our protocols there. S certainly students do, do not have to wear a face covering while they're eating. Um, we are going to encourage, especially middle school and upper school, to take advantage of uh, the nicer, milder weather and go outside for lunch. So, uh, uh, and that really applies to all levels. Um, we are going to continue to follow our close contact quarantine protocols. And a, a very important point I want to uh, emphasize here, students and teachers will always have the option to wear masks if they so choose, even when they're not required. So uh, we know that uh, uh, our students and teachers uh, have different uh, reasons and uh, have different needs. And we always want to give them the option of wearing a mask uh, even when they're not required. So that's kind of a general overview. I do want to uh, uh, emphasize that we will be sending a copy of this presentation along with a frequently asked question document to you tomorrow. So a lot of questions uh, specifically may uh, be answered in the FAQ um, or in the uh, Q&A session that we have at the end of um, of this presentation. So that's the, the uh, overview. Um, we're excited uh, and very thankful that we've reached this po uh, uh, position in the school year. And, uh, and I know your, your kids will be excited, especially those middle school and upper school students. So uh, with that, I'm gonna to transition to uh, Joy Bell. Uh, she's gonna share with you some exciting things about the middle school. Joy. Hey, thank you, Mr. McGee. Thank you so much. Can everyone hear me? Everyone's good? All righty. Well, we are excited to share some of the wonderful things that we are doing in the middle. And as you can imagine, during these years, there's so many changes that our kids are going through, 10, 11, 12, 13. And so as a team, we're always seeking ways to connect them to meet their needs. And I want Dr. Sneer, who's our wonderful uh, guidance counselor in the middle, also lower, uh, but I sort of claim her right now for the middle, uh, to share some of the, the things that we're, we already have in place for this year, but that we're also going to add next year. Dr. Sneer. Thank you, Dr. Bell. You know, um, I think I love working in middle school and a lot of people think middle school is awful, but I think us middle school people are special. Um, we know this is a time, probably the toughest time for kids, and we are being so intentional about the programs that we provide for your students when they're on the middle school, in the middle school years. We have our LCAU program. We have had that, this is going into our fourth year with that. It looked a little different this year because of COVID, but for those of you that aren't familiar with that, that is a program that was designed to really address the social and emotional needs of our students. It's very topical. Um, the students uh, once a month will get a lesson that addresses anxiety, depression, um, all mental health issues. They learn good coping strategies. They get to practice those strategies. Uh, they learn how to navigate uh, peer relationships, how to determine healthy versus unhealthy relationships. We talk to them about social media and just internet usage. So all of those topics that really become a source of difficulty during these grades, we are on it. We're not only giving them information, but they, they have opportunities to sit with teachers in a small group and discuss those topics. And so some of our really, really greatest conversations are coming out of, out of the, the, the curriculum that's been developed with our LCAU program. So we are uh, still thrilled to have that. And then this year, we are also, or this next year, we're gonna also bring in a new program. Uh, we're gonna call this program CREW. We have really been working to kind of get to the heart of what we think the middle schoolers need. And that is a sense of connection 
and value and purpose. And so we want to provide a program that will really kind of feed those needs for our kids. And so our crew program is um, it's really a community large program. Our whole staff and all of our students will be broken up into four different crew groups. You join a crew group when you come into fifth grade and you stay with that crew group all the way through eighth grade. Um, these four house or four crews will uh, get together once a month for healthy competitions. Um, they are all competing for the crew trophy that will be awarded at the end of the school year. Um, some of our teachers are already showing a competitive spirit with that. Uh, you can earn house point or crew points through just participation, through academic achievements, um, through competitions, through leadership positions that you can uh, take on. This will allow some of our students to um, mentor younger students because in within a crew group, there are eighth through fifth graders. So we'll have mentorship programs that are going on. Uh, kids will be able to run for leadership positions to be a crew chiefs or class representatives. So um, we are super, super excited about rolling this program out this year. And then a subset of our crew group will be that each student when they come into fifth grade will be assigned an advisory group. And that advisory group will be a same gender, same grade level group of about 10 kids, 10 to 12 kids that will be connected with the teacher and will stay with that, that teacher for the four years that they are in high school. And they will meet with that teacher and that group once a week. And we will have very intentional conversations with them during that time as well. So again, it's all for us. It's about connecting our kids to each other across grades and with the staff and across staff and giving each student a place where they feel that they have value and that they have purpose. So I'm super, super excited about um, these programs and what I feel like we are going to pour into the kids. So, Dr. Sneer, thank you so much. We are always finding ways to, to meet the needs of our students. And Dr. Sneer and uh, Coach Roach and Court Courtney and all of our staff are always working together. We will be intimately involved with every uh, every part of this process and more information is coming. I know you have a lot of questions about it, but don't worry, we'll be sending more information to the families as we uh, finalize the details of the house system for next year. All right, I'd like to turn everything over to Mrs. Tiffany McCullen, our lower school principal. Thank you, Dr. Bell, and good evening, everyone, and happy St. Patrick's Day. I have to say that I had a bunch of little cuties running around lower school wearing their green today, so to my knowledge, nobody got pinched today. <laughs> but anyway, moving on to um, some lower school updates, um, I'd like to mention as a reminder that tomorrow evening at 5 p.m., we do have our fourth and fifth grade uh, parent meeting about our upcoming Austin San Antonio trip. So the trip is still on. We've um, made a few minor adjustments and changes. And so um, I look forward to um, all of our parents in those two grades joining us at 5 p.m. tomorrow. Um, you should have received a link to hop on a Zoom meeting with us to um, hear all about the trip. It's a great trip. I went on it as a parent when my uh, son was in fourth grade and I've been on it the past um, a couple of years um, as a principal and we just have the best time. So hope you can join us. Um, also coming up, our third and our fourth graders will be taking the Aspire test uh, the week of April 19th. And um, one thing I'd like to mention that we would love your help in is um, uh, please do not, if you can, um, refrain from scheduling doctors and dentist appointments that week. It's really important that our uh, kiddos are here that week to be present on the days that we take the test. And 
um, you know, also making sure that they get a good night's sleep and, um, you know, getting up a few minutes early and, and preparing a, a nu nutritious breakfast for them because that makes all the difference in the world um, when they're um, taking these um, standardized tests. So we would appreciate your support in that. I also have some wonderful news when we met for our February town hall. I did not have the total yet, but um, our lower school had um, our missions month in January where we uh, collected quarters and filled up all those M&M tubes. And believe it or not, we raised $2,398.80 uh, that we are able to donate to um, the 25 project. And so anyway, I wanted to share that um, wonderful news with you. And we thank you for your support at home because I know the um, students had to do chores and things to earn those quarters. And uh, we really appreciate uh, your help in that. So anyway, now I'd love to turn it over back to Dr. Joy Bell, our middle school principal. Well, it does seem like this is my day. I feel very special today. Thank you, Ms. McCollum. A couple of things happening in the middle here. Um, we are working as a team. You know, there's a lot of information coming from every place at Legacy, which is wonderful. But we want to uh, find another way to get information to you as it relates to our 21-22 school year. So be on the lookout for information about coursework and academics and the pillars uh, in the middle school and what we believe and what we're doing. And so you'll hear my voice, you'll hear the voice of my assistant principal, Coach Roach, our curriculum director, Mrs. Jennings, Dr. Sneer. You'll hear, you also hear Adam Housley's voice, which you guys are used to his voice, but you'll hear his voice as well on those podcasts. We'll make them really short. So you can listen to them in your car on the way to church, if your church is open and just sort of get a sense and the fire about what's happening. We are here in the middle of thinking and, and excited and planning uh, about 21, 22. So that's coming your way, look out for that. You should have also received on Sunday a link from uh, Mrs. Jennings as it relates to course selections. This is a new process for the middle school. Uh, typically, there was another model used with the Google Docs. So some of you are probably thinking, what, what's happening here? Um, well, you're going to select your courses. Something that's new with this process is that we now have honors uh, courses in sixth, seventh, and eighth. Previously, we, they were only in eighth grade. And so we're going to allow you to be a part of that process as a parent. What does that mean? Well, you may consider that your child's very curious about math. Maybe they're not an A student. Maybe they're not a 95 or 99. Maybe they're an 85 but they would really benefit from an honors course and you'd like to try them there. We're pulling you into that process. Think about things such as, you know, how many activities does my child have after school? You know, if I pick four honors, will that work for our lifestyle? Um, will my child, uh, you know, want to persevere if they hit a little bump in the road, right? You may have a child in honors that has a, a good strong 86 and are you okay with that? Versus an, a regular class, they may have a 99. If a 99 is more important to you, leave them there in that, in that regular class and, and that's where they need to stay. So we want you to consider all sorts of factors. We like to triangulate data and information. So we want your input and your thoughts. We'll also have the teacher's inputs and their thoughts. We'll use some of our Aspire summative uh, informative assessments to look at your child as a whole child. So not just the number, but what we're seeing in the classroom as an individual. Um, that's sort of what we're wanting to see. In my newsletter tomorrow, I'll have a little link uh, to a video Mrs. Jen Jennings will do to further explain, but that's really the heart of the honors. Um, it is not a desire for us to create an elite club in the middle school. It really is just an opportunity for us to have a different path for those thinkers who are on a different path um, as it relates to learning how they learn and those sorts of things. So Courtney.Jennings at LegacyCA.com is your, your contact person for that. She loves answering questions. Here's what I'll ask of you. If you have questions related to really that are teacher related, you know, how would you recommend my child to be in honors? That's really your child's current teacher. They know them uh, very well. They know their aptitudes, their uh, proclivities, their strengths, their weaknesses. So it's best for those questions for you to work with your child's teacher. Um, and if you have questions as it relates to RenWeb or more honors questions and those sorts of things, please reach out to Mrs. Jennings. She'd be more than happy to help you. And then last but not least, we have some growing kids. Uh, over the weekend, I ordered some additional 
clothing for my seventh and eighth grader because they've gotten a little taller um, and, and they've eaten a lot with me during the quarantine. So they have you know, all those different things. So if you notice that those skirts are getting a little shorter, then go ahead and order that from Dennis. I will tell you this, I was excited to see that um, most of those, those clothes are half off. So you don't have to spend a whole lot of money. We have about 10 weeks left, but we wanna make sure that we are adhering to our mission here at Legacy and making sure that those kiddos stay modest and what they're, what they're wearing and, and how they're presenting themselves. So help us with that as well, uh, those growing kids. We are so excited. I, I agree with Mr. McGee, we are almost there and we're going to finish strong in the middle as well. We're excited that God has allowed us to be together on campus. I'm looking forward to meeting some of you in person. Um, you've, just, you've just been able to see me on a town hall or, or a newsletter and I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. So, so many great things happening at Legacy. So many wonderful things happening in the middle. If you have any questions, you know that you can reach me. If you have general questions, please reach out to my assistant, Ms. Smith, uh, jamie.smith at legacyca.com. That's all I have, Mr. Mosley. That was more than I thought, but it's your turn. Thank you, Joy. Appreciate some exciting things going on in the middle. We also, uh, many of you know, if you have a high schooler uh, in the past, that uh, we're entering to the busiest time of the year uh, in the upper school as we wrap up. Spring is super busy, tons of sports going on, tons of uh, um, fine arts uh, things happening, concerts and musicals and award ceremonies and AP testing and graduation and uh, trips. And so anyway, there's a lot going on. And so we're doing our best to keep that communication line open for you. One thing I want to report, we did have our first day of Revive as Mr. Uh, McGee mentioned God really uh, is is anointed this young man who's speaking. Um, I, you should talk to your students about it tonight, have some discussion around the dinner table. And uh, can I just ask you to continue to pray that God will move mightily in the hearts and minds of not only our, our students, but also our staff. I was really blessed today uh, by the service. Um, we also have the upcoming school musical. If you, It's been two years since we've uh, done a musical here at Legacy. Um, or maybe three years even with the last year's um, situation. But I can tell you, if you've never seen one, you need to show up. You see students in a completely different light. It will bless your heart. Uh, you need to make plans to attend. Uh, ticketing information and, uh, will be available soon if it's not already in your communications. Uh, purchase that ticket. Come and support these, these young men and women. Uh, they are so excited and you will, you will be blessed. I wanted to also announce, I sent an email to senior families um, announced this afternoon, uh, letting them know that we are or have confirmed our senior prom will actually be moved to the day after graduation. Graduation takes place on March 22nd. And so the, the, the prom will be that Sunday evening. Um, details are coming uh, in, into focus even more, but I can tell you it will be the largest blowout prom we've ever had. There are multiple reasons that I explained in the email regarding why uh, we're doing it then. It is for seniors only and their guests um, for space reasons, safety reasons, all those things and, and, and how we had to move it. Um, we moved it there also so we could have the most unrestricted environment possible. Our student leaders, uh, we presented several options to them. Uh, they, they really liked this option and are excited about it. And look, we're doing some amazing things, some amazing door prizes, things we've never done. We're blowing it out big for these guys and sending them out with a bang and really you're going to get information about a whole four-day extravaganza for our seniors so read that email and um, we'll be sending more information soon we have competed completed our counseling and course request these are be coming home to you the end of the week for your final sign off on the request let me tell you this is not your schedule this are the request okay we do everything last year i think we had a 99.7 percent match on the request to actual schedule but please understand that level of matching is not typical every year. We may have to come back and, and, and say, look, we weren't able to make, or this class didn't make, or et cetera, et cetera. With the uh, tremendous amount of customization that we've done in the upper school and the, all the additional classes we've added, sometimes those classes don't make. Um, so we will, we will give that feedback over the summer and then final schedules will be announced right before school starts. Um, but you are asked as a parent to approve the course request and make sure that that is yes, what we talked about, it goes in the computer and then we begin doing our magic. Okay, um, 
academic uh, honors, uh, our ap academic honors program, which takes place at the end of the year. Last year, we did it all by video for obvious reasons. Um, this year, we're not going to be able to be in full in person because we're still at 50% capacity, but we are going to do kind of a blended model with that. So we will have the teachers make some videos. We will have short presentations with smaller groups of students. So it's going to be kind of a combined approach, and we'll give you more information about that. But I'm looking forward to uh, celebrating and recognizing students. And uh, last but certainly not least, in terms of recognizing students, I have one student I want to recognize with you tonight. And this is a big deal for Legacy, if we can advance that slide for us. So I, I want to say congratulations to Drew Davison. Drew Davison is a, one of our amazing young men. He was a National Honor Society president this year. Um, you know, he's he's... He's been accepted to Duke. You've already seen that information, but he is a, a national merit finalist. That is a big, big deal, <laughs> um, especially in Texas. Uh, the, the, com the competition in Texas is tremendously high. Um, if you take our same school and move it to Minnesota, uh, we could possibly have 40 finalists, okay? It's, but in Texas, it's extremely, extremely competitive. So I just want to say congratulations to Drew. And there's, there are more accolades beginning to come in, and we will be celebrating those together. Um, so stay tuned for even more, but I, I do want to end today on a really big high note and just saying congratulations to Drew Davison uh, for his, this amazing accomplishment. And at this time, I'll move it over to Adam, our question Q&A guy. Adam, do your thing. Thank you, Kevin. Um, we are going to jump to Mr. McGee first uh, for a couple questions. Mr. McGee, I want to ask you about, um, do you know what modality we will begin next school year in? Yeah, we fully expect to be in level one. Uh, which uh, basically prescribes the pre-COVID operating uh, protocols. So basically uh, a return to normalcy. Obviously, if there's another variant of this coronavirus that emerges with unusually high morbidity rates, including hospitalizations and mortality rates, then we will have to follow the recommendations of our state and, and local health authorities. But we don't expect that. We, back, uh, we expect to be back to as normal as possible. Um, and so we're looking forward to that day. So while we're talking about next year, I wanna ask you, uh, do you have any updates on how enrollment is going uh, for next year? Uh, <clears throat> I sure do. Um, it, it, it's going gangbusters. Um, <laughs> actually applications are up, I think 75%, <coughs> excuse me. Um, um, it, enrollment compared to this time last year is up almost 95%. So we're doing really well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Go to another question there, Adam, while I clear my throat. Thank you, Mr. McGee. Uh, Tiffany, I have a couple questions for you. Uh, will, there, will lower school have year-end events this year? I can tell you I am working towards that. I will share that right before spring break, we have the second grade poetry cafe uh, here on campus. And oh, I have to tell you, it did my heart some good having parents up here. We miss you all so much. And, you know, with um, our uh, moving to a different level, um, you know, some of the things that I'm working with teams on is, you know, having Moss Spa and bringing um, our moms up for that for first grade. We're trying to do a first grade pet day still. Um, third grade, we're still planning on having a living museum. Um, you know, the fourth grade trip is still a go. And so we're, um, you know, doing, trying to work on some things to finish up the school year to uh, bring some of our, uh, bring all of our uh, families or most of our families, however we can coordinate this um, back here on campus. So believe me, we, we miss you all. And we, we want to try to do this to finish up the year. <laughs> Thank you, Tiffany. One last question before we let you off the hook tonight. Um, can you talk about when early drop-off may be available again for our families, that meeting before 8 a.m.? Yeah, right now, um, the plan is, if you know, unless we're in a different level, that we will bring that back for next year, the next school year. Um, we know what a uh, benefit that is to our families, but, um, you know, with our scheduling and things that we have in place and, 
you know, going into with such few weeks left in the year where our plan is to, um, you know, start that up for the um, next school year. Excellent. Thank you. I know that has to do with capacity uh, issues yeah. as well, which we're our, still limited. Yeah, by. our cafeteria gets really full. And so um, that really presents a challenge um, to bring all those kiddos in before eight o'clock because we would have to really limit that. But so the plan is, is for next year if we're in a, a good level. <laughs> Perfect. Dr. Bell, the lady of the hour, coming well, back to you. Thank you, Adam. Three questions. I know you're excited. I, um, I saw some conversation in the chat about course requests. I want to give you an opportunity uh, to confirm. Or, are we extending the course request deadline? We are. We're, go we're going to extend that deadline until Monday. So that should give you enough time uh, to, to reach out to the teachers, to reach out to Mrs. Jennings, to talk with your child. Please also include them in the process um, as well. So we're gonna we're going to extend that from tomorrow to Monday. Okay, very good. And so just uh, another chance to reiterate: the, you talked about your child, but does my child need to make all A's to take honors courses? Well, you know what they do, and so we do have some different different rules for the Housley group. But no, they they don't. They really don't. We are, you know, we're excited about how that's going to look for all the kids, but think outside of the box. We are a think outside of the box group here in the middle school. So that, that's not the only criteria. So talk with your child, talk with your child's teacher, um, think about who your child is as a learner. And, and then I, I believe that you'll be able to make an informed decision about the best um, mode. Also, you don't have to have all of the honors courses, right? Maybe they're really good in math. Maybe they're really great in English but not all of them. So you can choose. So don't feel stressed or pressured to have your child prove their, their academic rigor in, in sixth grade. Um, and so just consider all of those factors. And I really believe that you will make the, the right choice. Also, one of the things that's, that's important for you to know is you're not locked in. So we're, if you say, let's try math um, in next year in honors. And that first six weeks, it's, it's not working out. And you want to go back to a regular on-level course. We will, uh, we will do that. So I really don't want you to feel like this is the uh, beginning of the end here. And if you make this decision, you can't, you can't change from that decision. Um, yes, you can. So make the best decision that you can based on the information that you have also in consultation with your teacher, your child's teacher. All right, very good. Uh, Mr. Mosley, you alluded to this earlier, um, but I feel like probably should ask, when will we see our final high school schedule for next year? So there, like, again, it's a two-phase process, and that's, of course, making your course requests. And then we work on the schedule. Schedule is a very dynamic thing. It takes a lot of time uh, to work all of those details out, as you can imagine. Um, and we work on that literally all summer long. Um, tweaking it, making it better. Uh, so the final schedule, it, schedule is actually announced just before school. Um, so we actually give, we'll give that to you at that time and it will have the actual periods, what order your classes are, who your teachers are, all of that information. But we, we want to finalize the request, make sure parents are aware of exactly what is being put in the computer. And so that's the first phase. Okay. Uh, just a final reminder, if you do have questions, now's a good time to get them into the chat as we begin to wrap up. Kevin, I, I saw a conversation with a new family in the chat. I'm gonna give you a chance to, uh, to, to address that collectively because I know we probably have some other new families on the line. Uh, sure. Upper school, new family Absolutely. schedules, what's that process look like? Yeah, so it, we, during your interview, we talked about some possible directions, you know, that you may wanna take with your, with your family in terms of uh, selecting those courses, but the official course selection process will take place when our PSP director, or our academic director calls you uh, directly at home or it makes an appointment or over the phone, we discuss and get those course requests finalized. We prioritize our current students and then we, we move through our, our new students. So we'll remain patient, but that, that conversation will definitely take place soon. Okay, uh, Dr. Bell, get ready because I got one more question to come back to you on. But uh, last question, Mr. Mosley, how will the change in operating modality impact year and activities such as prom and graduation. Yeah, great. So uh, a lot of those activities that we do, uh, that we host here on campus, obviously is still gonna be limited because we're only at 50% capacity in the LPAC. So from that perspective, there are still, you know, some alternate plans that may need to be put in place. 
Um, other things like graduation, things that we use outside venues, those may be subject to limitations there at the at the venue. For instance, when you go to Stonebriar Church for graduation, or we head over to Preston Trail for our, our prayer breakfast and, and blessing, etc., um, we may have to adhere to there. Kind of like when you walk in a business, if you want to frequent that business, you need to, to meet their modality. So, so outside of that, we'll communicate those as those come into place, but we're going to do the best we can to be as safe and also be as unrestricted and, and try to hold to that priority. All right, very good. Hey, Dr. Bell, I've seen it come up a couple times. Uh, fourth graders going into fifth grade next year, uh, can you talk about, I believe the answer is that they don't have to complete course requests, but I want to give you a chance to confirm that. Yes, thank you. You do not have to complete a course request because all of the students have the same courses. We don't have honors in fifth grade and they will all move through the rotation, the fine arts rotation together. So there's no need to select any courses at all at the fifth grade level. You just come in and, and uh, that's all you need. All right. Very good. Well, that is the end of our Q&A. So I believe I am turning it over to Daniel Townsend to close us in prayer. Well, thank you, Adam. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for watching over our community during these challenging times and enabling us to provide a campus for students to gather together in person with their wonderful and dedicated teachers. Thank you for these parents who continue to sacrifice and support us with their encouragement and trust. Please continue to sustain us and by your grace equip us for every good work as we seek to accomplish our school mission and expand your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, uh, well, thank you so much, Daniel. Uh, thank you to all of our panelists this evening and thank you to parents. Uh, for joining us. Thank you for all of your questions. If you have questions that have not yet been answered and you're in the chat typing away frantically, um, you can email questions at legacyca.com or we are trying to answer your questions as we go. So there's just a few that popped up here really quickly. Uh, we'll try to answer those offline uh, for you. So uh, real quick, before we close out, just a reminder of all of our save the dates. I um, always want to remind you all that we would love to invite you to be a part of our business directory if you would like to promote your business or if you would like to find an LCA family um, that owns a business and, and um, take part in their services, please do check that out. Uh, Spirit Shop, if you don't have enough LCA gear, um, go find yourself some new, some new duds. As, as Dr. Bell said, uh, we've got growing kids, so <laughs> we, we are ready uh, to provide you with um, all sorts of fun LCA gear. Um, we are still looking for substitute teachers and nurses, so if you would like to serve us in that way, uh, please do uh, contact our, our team. And then, of course, if you don't have the app, we're getting late in the school year. I'm hoping that everybody has the app, but for our new families uh, that have just joined us, uh, we encourage you to download the app. And please go ahead and scribble down the passwords. Uh, you will need a password to uh, access the app, um, but download the app, and it's a great resource for you moving forward. Last but not least, uh, here's a list of our most commonly referenced resources. So if you need to get in touch with anyone, hopefully their name is listed here. And lastly, if you'll follow us on social media, we are sending so much information out through social media. I did wanna note that we have a podcast site. So if you go to Apple uh, Podcasts, you can search Legacy Christian Academy, and that's where you can find all sorts of audio files, including some really fun athletic interviews, and we also upload this audio file uh, from the town hall meetings. So you can listen while you're like walking the dog or you know doing whatever you do. Um, so please do check out our podcast site. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a blessed evening and we'll look forward to seeing you next month.